This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've uh, spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle please get in touch with us on our facebook page follow us like us whatever it takes we would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as i know this industry is capable of Morning, Doc. It's uh, you looking bright and fresh this morning after a big night out at the at the marketing awards. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, it was nice. You know, it was nice to to get out physically. You know, to be with people, the marketing fraternity. It was live streamed as well, but uh, it was nice to be in the room with people and to celebrate. You know, the best that South African marketing has got and and to offer. And we'll and we'll talk about that a little bit. You know, in the detail. But also nice to see you again. We've been on Zoom the last few weeks, and you've also been gallivanting around the country. So uh, welcome. Yeah, back. indeed. I mean, mine was less uh, sort of disciplined, perhaps, in your marketing <laughs> awards. Uh, not. <laughs> I think any of my crew deserved any awards after a <laughs> test match in Bloemfontein. But uh, I think the good news is if you can't afford to travel to a foreign country, you can always just go to Bloemfontein. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's much the same thing, quite frankly. <laughs> but also, you know, you and I spoke off air, and I think it's a, it's a point that we made and with many of our guests in the past about the green shoots of, of back into sport, you know, people coming through, and it's not even green shoots now, it's full stadiums, you know, so it's nice to have it here's back, people, and you were telling me about the family in front of you, and, and that goodness that comes through, just a nice day out. Eh? You know, it, it for me, that was the highlight, there was Omar, Opa, mom and dad, and three kids, uh. um, which also had uh, a good effect on my bunch of lads, <laughs> <laughs> you can't misbehave in front of Omar, um, so yeah, but yeah, it was good, and it made me realize how much people really want to get back, and, and yeah, did I see the game? I didn't have a clue. I had no <laughs> idea what was going on with the game because you can't see. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know what? I watched the game afterwards and I'll pick up the detail there. But no, I, I loved it. Um, welcome back, live sport. How nice it is. And and just nice to be feeling like a South African. Yeah, we didn't get the kind of outcome we wanted. But yeah. I, felt, I felt really good about being out. And mm. 
lovely mix, young, old, um, lots of cultural uh, representation all across the board. It was it was a ten out of ten yeah. day out, not a ten out of ten result, but to be quite honest, yeah, uh, yeah the day out was was worth it. Yeah, and I mean, again, you know, we've spoken so much about sport in the past about you can't control the on-field because guess what? The other team also wants to win. So you, what you got to then control is a lot of the off-field, the entertainment, mm. the welcoming effect, the gears, all the rest of it. And I think that's where, you know, um, we, we do well as a, as a country. We have fantastic venues and, and, you know, great places just to to visit and to be. And yeah, so uh, hopefully that's now setting the standard and, and you know, into, into to the rest of the rugby we've got big tours we've got cricket lots of cricket coming yeah. soccer etc so yeah you know hopefully all the fans can enjoy their respective sport and, and just quickly before we move into the topic because we've got a, a fabulous topic today and, and a really intriguing guest uh, as well just a, a big shout out to the baby box I think they played incredible rugby the under 20s mm-hmm. and if I can uh Make a little bit of a shout out for 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 Jeppy Boys High again. Well done uh, to Bafana Tleko, who's the is the coach. It's uh, mm. a fantastic young guy who's been involved in rugby from the time he left school, and this is payback time for all that. Twenty years of hard work, uh, mm. you know, yeah. the video assistant, all that stuff. Uh, I just th- I think it was a fantastic uh, achievement by the uh, the baby box, and well done uh, Bafana. Yeah, um, fantastic achievement. That's great. And I mean, I know that, you know, your kids went to JP and yeah. you got an affinity. So well done. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. And it's nice that, you know, people put in that love at schoolboy level, you know, yep. uh, as opposed to doing it for other reasons, financial and professional. Yep. It's that running up and down the touchline. And that's the 80 minutes we see on on the day. Exactly. It's the practice we don't see. So we know that to be the case. So so that's quite nice. But Gordon, yeah, just before um, we get, we can chat about uh, schools, rugby and sport for a long time. But I mean, it's uh, today we've got a fantastic guest, a person I know well through through many years, uh, Medeal Tate, Professor Medeal Tate. Medeal, thanks very much. I'll introduce you now, but thanks for the time and, and welcome to the studio. Thank you very much, Doc and Gordon. It's lovely to be here. Yeah, and it's nice. You know, we're going to chat. I mean, Medeal is the former uh, director of the School of Management Sciences at Nelson Mandela University. Uh, my old alma mater, my, my first two degrees were done there many years ago when it was still UPE. Medeal and I have worked together. I've facilitated and lectured in some of her classes through the years as she came through the ranks and, and moved all the way through to the director. Medeal, you've taken, you're on a year sabbatical now. You've relocated to the beautiful George campus. So again, we're going to get into the world of academia and more importantly the crossover between what you're teaching and what Gordon and I see almost every day in industry and you and I had the benefit of being at the marketing awards you were on one of the judging committees with me so it was nice for you and I think I'm asking it was it must have been nice for you to see last night some of the manifestation of the work that you teach in the top performers. That was great, um, Doug. Also, what was great um, it was the energy that, that I, I experienced and also to see that we are teaching them theory and um, also that they are not just doing marketing management or advertising management or sales, but they are also very good at finance, very good at logistics, for example. Mm. So also it's important, I think, to be nowadays, to be an all-rounder, not just to um, specialize in one specific niche area. 
because um, I think it's it's very important. Um, as you know, one of the judges um, also said it's it's important not to always make an excuse excuse for being a marketer and an excuse for spending your budget, you yeah. know, and to be able to explain yourself, but also to know that um, you know something about um, financial management and. Um, you know, lots about the digital marketing, for example. So that's also um, what we try to lecture nowadays um, within the curriculum. Yeah. And we, I mean, Gordon, we'll get into that in a lot more detail because it's so important, you know, to, to look at relevance in terms of, you know, a model or a framework or a 10 of these and five of these, how relevantly applied is it these days? And I think you made the point, and Doug Place was making the comment, he's now taken over as chairman of the Marketing Association of South Africa, uh, Nando's CMO, uh, about don't specialize too soon. That was his, one of his themes. Yeah. You know, saying, and Gordon, you and I have spoken about careers that are sometimes not linear, perhaps less linear today than ever before. They meander, you know. And one of the things is understand the business, the business of business, not the business of advertising or the business of marketing. And don't just walk around with a marketing framework, but understand or understand what the business does. You know, how does things get made? What, what do you do? And then... How do you market that through the value chain of which one very important part is advertising, but that's the part above the water. You know, it's, and as the, you make the point, uh, Medill, so many of those good companies understand all the, 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 uh, the aspects and, and we'll chat about that in detail. Yeah, I think, I think that's a really important point you made there, Doug. And I think we in the advertising industry have become a little bit um, guilty of, of, of suggesting that advertising is, is, is the solution to world tension. And, and we need to actually work more closely with the marketers at the you know think of it as a real relay race i mean where the baton is is passed on to us is where we take over we we're trying to run the relay race as advertisers the first leg and the third leg and then quickly dash across mm. and pick up the baton on the fourth leg as well yeah. you know we're in many respects we're the fourth leg of the relay race and you run that as hard as you can but you can't run the first leg as well that has to be done by the marketers yeah and I mean, I think, you know, that point was certainly made last night. So let's just go back to the evening, Medill. You and I uh, sat together and, and we shared some notes and that. I mean, some interesting winners for the night. I mean, what were some of the highlights for you that, that came out of, out of the marketing awards? I think um, to me, it was very important to see what the youngsters, mm. came, um, what they did with um, COVID-19. I mean, mm. it was COVID-19 and... You, you could see, for example, the winner of the Rising Star Awards, mm. Jared um, Patel. He was doing fantastic work during COVID times. Yeah. So um, it, was it was interesting to me also to see that he's, not, he's also looking at all other aspects, not just marketing management, but also um, the, the human touch, yeah. um, digitalization, um, consumerism. So he actually integrated everything and um, that was that was um, interesting to me to see that we as academics we are not just teaching them the stuff but they are actually doing the stuff that that mm. we teach them yeah and i mean great you and i judged on that panel for rising stars it's the second year that you and i did it uh and jared patel a great winner uh you know and and bringing through as you say those skills that uh, that that certainly manifested themselves in not just a fantastic entry, but fantastic work that led up to the entry. Also for me, uh, Gordon, you know, interesting, we had Nadia Mohammed from Mondelez on our podcast mm -hmm. a while back. And Nadia last year, uh, Cadbury's won the purpose-led category and they won it for a, a little 
shop, a generosity shop where it was previously loved clothes and, and kids' toys and books that were given to less privileged people. This year they wanted for um, their, their work around, around books. And, you know, we know in the podcast we've spoken about it, only 2% of printed material in South Africa is in a native African language. Mm. Uh, and they, Mondelez, are working very hard to change that, you know, so they won. They were they won quite a few different categories. So that was a an interesting one for me as well, you know, coming through uh, through through the ranks. Yeah, I mean, I, and I can resonate with that. I, I just recall in the last month or so there was a, an initiative um, trying to drive the the conversion of of the printed word into. Uh, uh, for, for unsighted people into Braille. Yeah. And if, if that stat you tossed out was alarming, I think the Braille figure is like, no. it's less than 1%. It, it's, it's actually unspeakable, really. And uh, so I think those kinds of initiatives, um, as an avid reader myself, I'm, I'm, I think it's a wonderful thing. And, and getting books to kids, I mean, mm. it, it's so sad for me to see young kids um, in some of these communities with no access to to the written word or, or, or growing up with that. I mean, it, it, it just from a learning point of view, you know, you, you're yeah. going to struggle from, from the start. It's, uh, so, yeah, I think wonderful. I, I, I delight in hearing of purpose-driven stuff like that. And real purpose, you know, Gordon, yeah. we've also spoken about, you know, the thing in vogue of late has been purpose. You know, everyone's no, got no, a sure, purpose, sure. you know, and some of it's just, it's just BS, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But uh, it's nice, though, that when you're actually doing something that is a real societal upliftment factor. Yes. And so that case, and then also the big winner, I guess, on the night's discovery, uh, Medeal, they cleaned up in many, many categories. Yes, what was wonderful to me is each winner actually also acknowledged the team. That was mm. quite nice. Nice to me. It was not just the winner, but they've acknowledged all the different people and they came up to the stage. Yeah. And also, um, that was nice to me because we're a team, you know, yeah. you're not just one person winning um, something like that. That yeah. was quite nice. Yeah, well, I, you talked about the human touch, and we'll, I guess we'll get to that a little bit later on as well. But I think for me, that's part of the human touch is, you know, is teamwork. You've got to. You've you've got to implement that, uh, you know, all the way through uh, your, your your kind of offering, and maybe this is the time to talk a little bit about the human touch as well. Because I was been wondering, and we've talked about it often. How do you maintain the human touch in a team environment where everybody is in the work from home mentality? I mean, how do you ma maintain a team when you're working from home? I know it's yeah. done, and I know it's doable. I just don't know how. Gordon, um, I'm doing some research now um, with my research sabbatical, and I'm specifically my um, area of speciality is um, customer relationship management. So I'm very for the human touch. Mm. And um, we've also become a very quiet society because of digitalization. So what is important to me is that um, I'm specifically focusing on the closure of um, branches of banks, for example, and how that is affecting, for example, the personal banker's role. And also with COVID-19 now and all the riots happening last year. So um, it's, it's very important to also keep um, the, the, the personal touch or the human touch um, my research um, has got two phases. The first one was a, a desk study. And now the second phase I'm busy with now is to do the interviews um, with these personal bankers in all of the provinces in South Africa to find out exactly 
what is their role now with regard to um, COVID-19 and post-COVID-19 with regard to digitalization? What is happening um, with the personal banker and how do you keep up or how do you keep um, this human touch if you are moving in the direction of digitalization? Yeah, it's, I mean, that's that's very interesting, Medeal. And you and I, and, and we'll touch on, you know, we presented a, a few weeks ago uh, on, a, on, a, on a joint presentation down in George. But I mean, let's just talk about your research. So you say you've done phase one, and I know that you presented a paper recently now at a conference in London, sadly, virtually. And not only did you present it, but it also won paper of the conference. So a big well done on that. Let's just talk a little bit about what was the conference. Uh, and, and then, you know, you've spoken about the first bit, which is the whole move towards digitization so and its effect. So just tell us a little bit about the conference and just one or two outtakes. Thank you very much, Doug. Um, it was the International Conference of Social Science, Business and Education, and it took place on the 28th and 29th of June um, in London. I did it uh, virtually. And um, my topic was, has COVID-19 rendered personal bankers superfluous? So uh, that is what I'm busy with um, mm. during my um, research sabbatical. Mm. And um, the whole idea was um, for, for this paper, I um, actually have spoken about my first part of the research. In other words, the desk study mm. and the research that I've done with regard to um, our big for bank groups who have been closing down branches mm. and also the impact on the not just the consumer but also the personal banker um, and and I've, the, the second part is then um, this semester where I will do the physical interviews with the different personal bankers in all of the um, provinces mm. and the different branches. You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. Well, well done again. I mean, it's nice to, you know, uh, be recognized. We, we started speaking about awards, Gordon, you know, that, that the work is of such a quality that, you know, not only are you presenting it internationally, and I know, Medill, through your long academic career, you've presented many times in many international bodies, so it's not absolutely new, but it's nice to be recognized and winning a paper. So well done for that. And also, you know, all the best for the second phase, you know, of, of your research. And I mean, just jumping a little bit back, um, a few weeks ago, you kindly invited me down to the beautiful George, and uh, you and I presented to um, a range of people, including the mayor of George, for that matter, uh, around marketing and the human touch. You know, and you you led in with your paper, and I spoke about some contemporary examples, Gordon, both locally and internationally, about the changing consumer. You know, about people wanting different things demanding different things almost in brands having to do that and again I'd also like just to thank you Medill and and the university for awarding me an adjunct professorship at the university so it's nice to to go back 30 odd years later probably a bit more I think I'm exaggerating I think I've been kind to myself closer to 40 years Gordon where I first put my foot in that university <laughs> to uh, to now be you know uh, on on the on the adjunct professor side but I think we need to change the name of the show now to the prof and the guru. <laughs> yeah, no, well, look, I'm, what, I, you know, I, I had quite a nice, I got a nice C matric, so uh, I'm, I'm, I feel I'm relatively competitive on the academic uh, <laughs> with the prof and the doc. But, uh, yeah, I think what I like, uh, prof, not you, doc. I'm, I'm talking to management now, okay? <laughs> talk, to the, talk to the real prof. Exactly, yeah. 
So no, what I did like was was your your point about practice, and I think this is the discipline, particularly in media, where you know you, there is a theoretical component which you have to master, but there's a practical aspect of it, you know, with the application which we need to collaborate more. And you know, as an industry, I think we've drifted off the pace in terms of our, inter, uh, of our interface with tertiary institutions. And I'm really hoping, you know, as a result of this and our interface you know, with UCT mm. um, and some of the other tertiary campuses, that we, we really get together and, and, and try and understand where you end off with the theory and what role we can play in um, picking up on the, on the practice. Because I've made the, the point many, many times, putting people into high-powered uh, jobs without you know, actually training them is not transformation, it's abandonment. And ultimately, it's critical that we pick up our part of the equation, which is the practical side. So your emphasis there, and that also plays into the human touch thing there as well. So I'm not equipped necessarily to do the academic training at a theoretical level, but at a human interface level, I, I, I know enough about the industry to pick up what you teach and say, right, let's get together and this is how we apply these things. And somewhere I think we need to look at a tertiary interface, tertiary institution interface mm -hmm. at, at that point. That would really be something I think we would like to raise and throw maybe at the MAC charter. We're hoping to get them in in a week or, or two just talk to us as well. But that would be a natural point. That's genuine transformation. You skill somebody to do the job is transformation. But Gordon, I cannot overemphasize the role of practice in academia because, um, Doc, that's actually how we met. Um, because um, when I was um, lecturing um, at South Campus in the Department of Business Management, um, Professor Bosch was my head of department and he was also your supervisor for your honors treatise. And he actually introduced us because he invited you as a guest speaker to our honors students. And I cannot overemphasize the value that that had your um, guest lectureships, which that had on our students. And I um, think it will be fantastic if, like the winners of last night's um, awards, mm -hmm. if they can also be um, guest speakers, for example, at our different um, universities. Yeah. And also um, next year, October, the 30th and 31st of October, we at the George, um, uh, George campus, um, Nelson Mandela University, um, the School of Management Sciences, we are also going to host an international conference. Um, it's called the Emerging Marketing Conference Board. And um, we would also love to have you, for example, also as, a, as our guest speaker. And also we are going to contact some of the people who won the awards last night to Fantastic. also mm. be um, on, on the panel, you know, to, to, so mm. that the students who will also attend the conference and people, business people, will see um, the link between business and um, academia. Yeah, I mean that's so so critical, and that's why it was it was so nice for for me to spend time with you, Medill, last evening, looking at the reality of it playing out in front of us. You know, as people walked across the stage, some of them I know, and 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 some of them I don't know. The point is, it's not difficult, Gordon, to reach out to these people. Uh, who are currently running very big portfolios mm. uh, and saying to them, listen, you know, give back. And I know a lot of them personally, as, as you do, Gordon, who they will. They want to do it, you know, to give back and, and share their experiences um, 
across a myriad of stuff. And if I look at just your work currently around the banking sector, again, you know, we know some of the top, top, top CMOs of the of the banks in South Africa. You know, we, we know them. So it's not difficult to, I can't guarantee they're going to do it, but certainly it's well worth asking the question, saying to a Talani Sebeka at Standard Bank or Kinsey Nobanda at NetBank, you know, very outspoken, very vocal about certain things. I mean, Kinsey will talk, um, I think, quite openly about NetBank and, and, and where they are in their journey. Uh, and, and one aspect is transformation, but another aspect is digital transformation. And I think you made the point, Medil, around around that. So so let's look at that because what you want to do is get the the real people to marry the real contemporary theory. You know, and, and you spoke, Gordon, about the book that you collaborated with with lots of other authors on um, on contemporary marketing. Yeah. Great book. You know, I mean, what are the downloads now? Seventy thousand, over seventy thousand globally. Which how's uh, that? Eh? Open 70, source. Uh, Wow. Which I think is really amazing, um, yeah, and very encouraging. Um, free textbook, eh, Gordon? Free textbook. That was the whole premise. Um, that UCT uh, was under pressure, I guess, as are all tertiary institutions, to provide access to textbooks that that are not prohibitively priced. So open source, obviously, is about as good as it gets. Yeah. So a free textbook from top people in the industry and downloads over 70 or 1,000, which is really, I think, very groovy. Amazing. And I mean, I've made the point before and I can't make it enough. I've worked through that book, uh, you know, and it's it's great. And it says marketing for South Africans, but it's but it's not. There's so many generic principles, Gordon, that go across stuff, you know. That and I've used it, you know, in my facilitation yeah. uh, into private sector, you know, in consultation. So the book is a is a good book, uh, and and again, I encourage people, but also, you know, just to to engage with Medill, you know, just I, I look at and and I mean, I and Gordon, you know, you love. Education and 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 the world of learning uh, is to encourage people to you know if they've got the ability and the means to engage with you at the at the campus uh, and try to be part of that next generation of people who are trained to do stuff. And I think one of the issues that came through, one of the discussion points last night, and you made it, is marketers almost being defensive, you know, playing on the back foot, mm. defending their position, mm. you know, whatever that may be. And the challenge, though, is it is getting maybe, in my opinion, more complex because you need to be a general, you need to understand Gordon, and we've spoken about it. The moment you get a, a new app development, who do you think gets involved? The chief digital officer, the chief information officer, yes. the customer facing officer, the market. Everyone's arm wrestling to say, but I know more about the customer. But the answer really is all people in the room should be. But marketing does have a voice. The next day, it's logistics. If I look at just all the online ordering, you know what I mean? Those scooters in the room, there, there's got to be a logistical process behind it. And Checkers is one example of a company doing it well. Is their marketing guys getting involved? They're not just sticking with the advertising, but understanding that they actually sell groceries, you know, uh, and, and, and that needs to go there. And also, sometimes needs to come back. Reverse logistics, because you got the order wrong. Mm. So you've got to understand the whole process. So, yeah, I mean, the term marketing magician is not new, but you sometimes need a marketing magician these days more than ever before. Yeah. And it's perspective. You know, I mean, you talked earlier, uh, Prof, about the uh, being an all-rounder. And I'm often asked, what does it take to be a good media person? I said, well, to be a good media person, you need to be a good advertising person. Yeah. What does it take to be a good advertising person? To be a good advertising person, you have to be a good marketer. Yeah, sure. What does it take to be a good marketer? You have to have your, your roots in financial. I mean, all of us have our disciplines. We sail our boat in our part of the river. 
but we need to look up and see which way the river is flowing from and which way the river is flowing to. Without that lift your head perspective, you're never going to be an all-rounder. And I think, ironically, being an all-rounder is the really entertaining part because you know it's that halo effect around your discipline that makes life really interesting. It, make, it makes your own discipline even more interesting if you're seeing where you fit in. And I also want to um, share with the, with the younger people, with the undergraduates actually, that um, you don't walk into a job as CMO. Yeah. You know, you need, to, you need to start at the lowest level. So you mm. need to, um, yeah, make, make your hands dirty. Yeah. So, and and um, I've, I've seen also in the past that some of the people think, oh, okay, now I've done my marketing management i've got my bcom marketing management i've got my honors and in marketing and now i can call the shots and that's not the case Mm. yeah no absolutely yeah i think it is so important medela and you work with so many young people who have gone through your hands and your classes through the years and it's and it's wonderful to get a degree i mean it's a fantastic feeling but but you're right it's a key you still got to turn the key in the door make sure the right keys in the right door and, and and then go through the door and make things work and you know a lot of and i look at a lot of the top marketers whom i know a lot of them are not scared still today to get their hands dirty to get into the detail and if you look at last night's another big winner for us Barrett, and we interviewed for us gordon Absolutely from discovery fascinating uh, interview yeah seven business units of which, and he made the point, he doesn't know every detail in every business, but he knows enough detail in every business. But what he does do is employ smart people. And one of their values is employ smart people and unleash uh, excellence, you know, intellectual excellence. It's part of their value set in a performance-driven organization. But you're right, you know, not everybody walks into Discovery or for that matter, any other company, because you've got a B degree. You know, uh, it's great, and you're far better than a lot of other people, but there are other people who have not only got more than you degree-wise, but have worked, they have actually got some soil on their hands. Yeah, the analogy I've always used, you know, uh, is with respect to media that I'm not the king of every single jigsaw puzzle piece there. I mean, my knowledge of uh, of digital media is, is superficial. My task is to understand where that, particular piece of the jigsaw puzzle fits in I, i'm the master of the, of the jigsaw puzzle yeah. not each individual piece and that's that's the crucial thing and once you once you realize that the, you release a lot of kind of pent-up energy because you're frustrated because you can't have the same level of knowledge as some digital guy with a computer engineering you know, yeah. degree i can't do that mm. but if i know where that puzzle piece fits in then i'm empowering myself so that's the, that's why i love the all-rounder thought i love your starting point there and just to come back also to the human touch i'm i'm intrigued because i've just done a workshop now where i've taken that textbook uh, marketing to sa consumers to a pan-african organization because the learnings are exportable um but in your second phase now of your research, you're using so almost like an ethnography approach. So many marketers are still hung up on big numbers. We want the big research and media. We feel we handicap because we don't have 50,000 samples. But if you go on to things from an ethnography point of view, just go and talk to the consumer. Go and sit and listen to somebody and have what they, hear what they have to say you can find out so much more. And I think that's it. Bring the human touch back even into media research is something we need to do. Gordon, I think we forget actually um, the role of the human touch. And, um, you know, if you, if you go to 
consumers. Mm. Um, they still will tell you, okay, it's it's easy to use, um, you know, your phone or whatever to do um, with regard to mobile money mm. or internet banking. But if something goes wrong, you still actually want a voice yeah. and yep. someone to speak to. Yeah. You yeah. don't just want to press buttons. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's the crossover, you know. Again, uh, uh, Medeo, we had the opportunity to chat at, at that recent talk in, 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 uh, in George about the crossover between consumer behavior, which when I studied was in the, in the Faculty of Industrial Psychology, Gordon. So it wasn't even in the Faculty mm -hmm. of Business or the Faculty of Marketing as a sub-faculty of business. But now I know that it has changed and you and I have had the discussion. Because it's so important, obviously, and it's such an obvious point. So when you say it, you say to yourself, geez, this isn't really rocket science, that you need to know the customer because that's actually why you're doing the marketing for the customer. You're not doing it for yourself or for to win awards or for that matter, you know, marketing or advertising awards. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely right. Gordon, I think time wise we we're getting a bit yeah, touch so on I time just, which is just pick up the key with the awards. I think let let's maybe can we throw back like where can people Go to find out uh, about the awards and see who all the winners were. Um, yeah. Is it on the awards website? Yeah, marketingawards.co.za. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to find out what we were chatting about, go on there, see who the current performers are, both company-wise, uh, campaign-wise, as well as the individual categories. So, the three, you know, Jerry Patel won their Rising Star individual category, Feroz Borat from Discovery as the marketer of the year, and then Discovery group as marketing organization of the year and then underneath it there's a myriad of other great awards so please go on marketingawards.ca.za yeah my particular point of interest would be and i'm quite keen to have a look at it i think there's one subcategory for internal marketing which is yeah. often the unsung hero of, of our discipline yeah, absolutely, Gordon. It's it's looking at, you know, that whole aspect of how have you rallied people together. Yeah. You know, and for many years, I certainly in my early part of my career, I'm a deal, I thought you had to have marketing in your job title to be a marketer. Mm. You know, and I guess luckily I, I learned it fairly early on and not too late in my career, uh, is that Everybody should be a marketer. It doesn't matter whether your job title. And specifically, you know, you're speaking about talking to people, customer care, customer service agents. You know, they talk to more customers in one day than I probably spoke to in a year in any given time because of the volume of, of a lot of the time, the work we did. And so absolutely, Gordon, getting those people in an internal culture change. So it's that crossover between culture and, and marketing to say, I live and love the brand as internal ambassadors. Yeah. Well, I'm going to leave it to you to wrap up. Uh, Prof. Medill, uh, fantastic to have you. Thanks for making the time. Really, really interesting. And looking forward to you uh, inter sort of interacting with you when your sabbaticals are over and we'll start driving this uh, tertiary institution interface from an industry perspective. Thank you very much, Gordon. Yeah, th thanks, Gordon. That's great. And I mean, you, you know, we'll obviously continue the chat. So, um, yeah, Medill, from my side, thanks so much for the time. It's nice to have you in Johannesburg. Uh, it's also nice to go and visit you, obviously, in the Southern Cape. So that's always nice. Um, but thanks very much. Good luck and all the best for the second part of your of your sabbatical journey, if you like, and your research part. Please share those results with us. And uh, we'll obviously stay in touch for a throw forward, as Gordon suggested, you know, in terms of curriculum design and, and goodness of fit for both sides, as well as next year's international conference. It'll be nice to participate and also uh, to bring people along the journey, not just delegates, Gordon, but also, you know, uh, people presenting their various skill sets there. Thanks very much, both of you, Gordon and Doug. It was wonderful to be here.
Thanks. And I mean, that's another episode of The Doc and the Gurus. So for our listeners out there, please, as we always say, don't just listen to the episode. I mean, I hope you did. It's a great episode and a wonderful guest. But interact with people. Get all the Gordon and I on, on the various platforms. Gordon, more so on, on Instagram and, and Facebook and Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, talk to us. Tell us who you'd like on the show. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, and be part of the discussion. We don't want to make it, uh, you know, make it better for everyone. Absolutely. And most important of all, Let's keep talking. And so there was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get hold of us on Facebook. Like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.